What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the New Perceptions Podcast with me, your host, Ben Brown. (sighs) How are you doing today? Let's have a little check-in. Just take a moment with me, if you're up for it. Take a nice deep breath in through your nose. Out through the mouth. Feels good, eh? Let's do another one of those. feels so good to sigh sometimes you just gotta shift a bit of energy by making a noise as well with your mouth i find anyway just settle into this podcast with me just bring your presence in bring your awareness in and just check in with the absolute absurdity that you are on planet earth right now i'm also on planet earth right now And I'm recording frequencies into a digital microphone that is translating them into ones and zeros and then putting them onto the interwebs for you to then replay, which it then turns back into sound that sounds exactly like my voice with a little bit of compression and some tweaking on the EQ to make it sound a bit more professional. But how strange is it to exist, right? We're not going to go down that rabbit hole right now, but let's just check in. It's unusual that we're here at the same time. I don't think there are any coincidences that you're listening to this podcast right now and that you're also on planet Earth right now. It's a strange world out here. It's a weird reality. Truth is, I have no idea what's going on. But part of me knows that I'm supposed to be here. Let's take a deep breath on that. I trust that I'm supposed to be here. This isn't an accident. This isn't a happy or an unhappy accident. (laughs) This is all unfolding in perfection. A part of me trusts that deep down. There's like this... um, uh, Tara Bruck, who is a meditation teacher and a Buddhist, calls it uh, wise hope, which I love. Um... This, there's this deep, deep, intuitive, wise hope that knows that everything is improving and anything that's not improving or is like disintegrating or breaking down right now is breaking down for a reason that is, like most things, completely beyond our control, let alone our mind's capacity to understand the intricacies of how the universe is deciding to contract and expand of which our lives are just a tiny thread each of this huge tapestry of quantum energy soup right i resonate with that wise hope if something is crumbling in my life or crumbling in society or there's some kind of like hectic contraction which feels painful or is painful to witness or be a part of, this wise hope within me trusts that it's because it's clearing a bit of space so that there's room for the evolved energy or the evolved version of that to be reborn and then expand into that space. So I've been tapping into a lot of wise hope recently, which has been helping me navigate my human experience 
without having to numb myself in order to survive, which is a nice change. Um, I do continue somewhat with the numbing habits, like still addicted to my phone. I haven't smoked any weed in several weeks, which is really good. Um, still got a little few bits and pieces of addictions around like wanting validation and um, enjoying my tobacco. But on the whole, my life is going really well. And I wanted to just give you a few personal updates, as well as touch on to um, a video that you might have seen recently. Let me just pull that up, Jamie. Let me just pull that up on my YouTube channel. What's it, what was it called? So look. It's called This Simple Habit Enhanced My Life. Um, bit of a catchy title. But the the I wanted to... Sh- someone in the comments was like, oh, you should turn this into a podcast as well. So I thought I'd actually rather just talk about it again on this podcast. If you haven't... If you're not one of the 4,710 people that have viewed that video and you want to go and see the original, go and watch it. But I'm going to break it down for you in this podcast because um, it's one aspect of something that I've been practicing in terms of mindfulness in the broadest sense of the term. Um, And it's been really helping me to literally enhance my life. It's been... I'm having a better time. It's one of those things which (laughs) when when I... when I sort of latch onto one of these practices that does actually make a difference to my mental health, my physical health, my emotional uh, well-being, and of course my spiritual connection and, and my whole life improves, I want to share it with you guys, of course, because that's kind of what I'm, that's what I'm all about. <clears throat> and this this piece um, is about when you're grumpy. Um, when you find yourself, now here's the thing, (laughs) that piece, when you find yourself being grumpy, this is a prerequisite for actually having some self-awareness that firstly, you can catch yourself being grumpy and notice it or catch yourself and notice yourself doing anything or having any kind of emotional experience or, and even step back and notice the thoughts that you're thinking to yourself in any situation that are matching up with the emotional experience that you're physically having in your body as energy moves through your body. So mindfulness, this self-awareness piece, it's not just like answering the big question of who am I, which is a really important question to continue asking ourselves without the expectation of necessarily coming to a definitive answer but self-awareness around what are the thoughts that I'm having right now what's my emotional state which is usually the first port of call isn't it it's like okay let's just check in with my body that's why we take a breath (sighs) okay drop into the body what's going on down here in my body because we get so caught up in our head we're super busy we're working we're trying to do this that and the other Life is lifing and we are peopling and humans are humaning all around us the whole time. It's quite chaotic often. So it's really um, a foundational 
practice of having a better life is to just go <sighs> and drop your awareness into your body. So when I say like drop your awareness, I mean like if you if you are sitting here listening to this podcast right now and I tell you bring your awareness to your fingertips. You can literally notice specifically what your fingertips are feeling like. And you can really begin to notice with practice the tingling sensation in them. And then I can say, what does your butt feel like sitting in this chair? And then suddenly you're like, oh, I forgot that I even had a butt for a second because I was so focused on my fingertips. This is where we're bringing the intentional awareness of our mind and our focus and our consciousness into different aspects of the body as a practice to just be able to drop in and go, oh, okay, in my body right now, I'm feeling actually like um, a bit of discomfort in my stomach and it feels like anxiety. And so the physical body is the first place that we go to to check in with ourselves. Okay, so self-awareness. I'm noticing, or I was noticing the other day, that stuff was just pissing me off, man. Like, I went to, um, I, I borrowed my mum's car, and I went into town to go get some food. And I don't know what was necessarily triggering my grumpiness, um, but I found the perfect parking space right outside Wagamama's. All I wanted was some noodles parked my car up, went to go and pay. None of the paying machines work with cash anymore. I'm like, okay, cool. So let me download my app. And then my Apple Store thing was like, oh, you can't download the app because you have to sign in. And then I got my password wrong. And then it locked me out of my account. And it was just like a few things happened, which is normal, uh, normal parts of life. Stuff happens. Not everything's flowing peacefully in our favor constantly the whole time. This is to be expected, right? And in fact, on a deeper level, my, one might argue that these are opportunities to show you where you still have a bit of work to do. So if someone's, something or someone is triggering you and making you feel grumpy or out of alignment or contracted, we can actually be grateful for that because it shows us like here's, an, here's where there's a little bit more work to do or you want to be so peaceful you want to be like able to flow through your life and not get pissed off by stuff the whole time. Here's an opportunity to practice that. I didn't want an opportunity to practice being peaceful and in alignment. I just wanted my fucking noodles from Wagamama's. So I was like, this is ridiculous. So I had to go find another car park and then I couldn't find a place to park anywhere. And the whole time I was like getting into this spiral. Now, bear in mind, my actual physical body wasn't anxious. I did notice, I did. I, I witnessed myself go through this whole experience. I did notice that my body wasn't actually getting angry. I wasn't actually in the emotion of angry. But my mind just kind of went on this like tangent of saying, I can't believe we even have to pay to park our cars that we pay tax for when we buy, that we pay road tax to even have them on the road, that I overpay insurance for, and the fuel prices are going up, and then I want to use my car and go into town, and then I have to pay to fucking leave it somewhere? This is ridiculous. This whole society is built on, like, blah, 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 blah. And I just noticed myself going into that, 
And in the, even though I wasn't like genuinely super angry in my body, it brought me into this vibration of like actively seeking out things to be pissed off with. When something has triggered us, it's super easy for, for the rest of the day or even an hour, then all we're going to find is the things to be pissed off with. It's just kind of how the mind works. So unless, unless we can catch ourselves in that moment and literally pause it and have the awareness and say, I'm going to shift this right now. I'm just going to drop this energy and I'm going to find things to be grateful for that are positive. And it took me all the way until my noodles arrived <laughs> for me to realize that it's literally a switch. It's literally a switch. I switched the switch and within five minutes, I've got the corners of my mouth are turned up. I'm smiling. I'm remembering that I am an infinite soul having a human experience and how funny it is that I got caught once again in this grump swirl and how wonderful it is that I have the self-awareness to watch myself move through it and for it to not ruin my day or for me to not project it onto anybody else in order to try and ruin their day or bring them down into our grumpy spiral, which happens a lot, right? When, when people are really angry about something, and honestly, like how, how often have you had like not just a bad morning, not just a bad day, not just even a bad week, but like sometimes we have bad months and they go on and on and on and we just get caught in this sticky, self-deprecating thought patterns and self-talk and victimization. We're victimizing ourselves against everything that's happening to us in the world and it's sticky down there. And in order sometimes for people to feel like they want to raise themselves back up because they know that that's actually hard work to do and they might actually have to take responsibility for their own feelings and their um, experience. They'd actually have to do something about it. Rather than raise themselves up, they try and drag people down. That's where people project anger and frustration onto other people. And you got to dodge that shit. You got to like, you got to let that stuff wash straight over you. If you're on a high vibe and someone is like triggered by you having a good time and a good life and they're having a bad time and a bad life or a bad day, they want to try and drag you down because it hurts them even more to see people who are happy right? So we have to really protect our energy a lot of the time. Because when you're bright and shiny, you're a target for someone who is having a tough life. Because the, and they'll want to drag you down. Because it hurts for them to see someone having a good time because it reminds them of what they could have, if they actually just make some changes and actually do the thing that feels too hard to do and pull themselves, I mean, most people aren't even self-aware enough to even realize that they have the, the capacity to make their own changes and actually take responsibility for their own emotions because they're so used to victimizing themselves because that's what's sort of been generationally inherited. Um, 
And that's kind of what's hardwired. I don't want to use the word hardwired as if it's not possible to change it. Let's say softwired into the majority of people is this like victimization, this sort of victim mindset. Um, and you softwire that programming into the, the supercomputer of the mind for long enough, it does actually become a lot more effort to actually make a change and change your mind about something. We all know this. So firstly, don't let other people's negative energy fuck with your high vibes and take responsibility when you have negative energy moving through your body and frustration to not try and put it on somebody else. So anyway, in this situation, I am taking myself on a date to Wagamama's and I almost ruined my own date by being grumpy. How many times you go out to do something nice and someone in your family or someone in your friendship group decides that they're going to be grumpy tonight and so now it kind of desecrates the energy of everybody else or maybe you're at home and you're having a good time and someone's had a bad day and they come through the front door and the door slams and it's like you'll never guess what this just happened to me and this that and the other and it's like whoa just relax like don't come in here and just like nuclear bomb your negative energy across all of us that is fucking a lack of self-awareness and yeah it's it's not nice so this is all <clears throat> these are all ways that we're like understanding how other people behave through understanding how we can behave and so i'm taking myself on a date and i'm laughing at myself because i'm like hmm i can i know for a fact because i've done it before and it's literally also what i help people with sometimes with my coaching it's like i can take full responsibility for this shift the whole energy with my mindset with my thoughts and focus my attention on things that i'm grateful for and that will just like dissolve any negative feelings and then i'm back in an expanded state and it's actually really, really easy. And the visualization that I had for it is, you know, when you have, I don't know if you have that friend who like is really good at bringing you out of a grump and they like do a little dance and they're looking at you out of the corner of their eye and they're like smiling at you and they're like, come on, come on, let's go out for a dance. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And eventually you're like, okay, fine. It feels like my grumpy ego was being convinced by probably another layer of my ego <laughs> that we don't have to sit in this grump anymore. And it's over there, it's just going, come on, just, just relax, just like smile, let it go, basically. Let this fucking whatever this thing is go. Wherever you picked it up from, whoever you picked it up from, whatever it is, <sighs> just let it go. Can you do that? Can you do that for me so that we can enjoy our noodles and have our ice cream? And I was like, yeah, you know what? I can let that go because it is just a matter of choice a lot of the time. In the same way, it's a matter of choice that I'm choosing to hold on to it. I'm choosing to swim in the, muck in the muckiness of it. Maybe that's because it's familiar to me or this is just always what happens on a Monday or... Whatever the story is, as much as we are 
choosing to just go, oh, okay, fine. Let's just let that go. Let's, let's move on. Let's change the topic of conversation in my head because I'm on my own. Choose to elevate ourselves, basically. And all of this was going on in my head. And I walked out of Nando's, not Nando's, Jesus, um, walked out of Wagamama's. Obviously, it helped having a belly full of noodles and a little bit of ice cream. But on the whole, I was a completely different person that went in. And I thought, wow, literally nothing, nothing has changed outside of me. All of this is an inside job. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that remarkable? And then I was like, this is why I think this shit is the most important stuff ever. This is the most important thing ever. Most people don't even know that this is an option. Now, this is a muscle. This mindfulness thing is a muscle. And after, like, in January, actually, it's going to be, like, five years since I had my motorcycle accident, which was, like, the um, the inflection point of my awakening Um and so I essentially have been practicing this kind of stuff like effectively, I'd say, for maybe two years. Um, and it's remarkable. It's remarkable. So if you're just starting out on this kind of journey and you recognize that there are parts of you that you want to change and you understand that it begins in the mind and it begins with your thought processes and it begins with your belief systems because your belief systems are like, the sort of like embedded, repeated thoughts that we have over periods of time. And our belief systems are sort of filtering and feeding our subconscious mind, which is like the deepest part of our hard drive from which we're operating on. It's so deep that we can't even see what's going on down there. The mind is incredible. It's an incredible tool. And it's easily hijacked. And essentially, that's what's happened to us. That is what happens to majority of humanity is that we're born into a, uh, an unaware, unconscious family dynamic, social scenario, situation, friendship groups, education system that is literally designed to destroy our unique creativity. We like we're up against it out here as as infinite souls. <laughs> we We chose to incarnate on earth at a time when there's plenty of challenges. So if you're at the beginning of this journey or even a couple of years in, or maybe you've been doing this for a while, but you're finding yourself a little bit frustrated, go easy on yourself. That's my invitation is to go easy on yourself. Like it gets better. It gets easier. It gets way easier actually over time as you begin to strengthen this mindfulness muscle you begin to take back command of your mind and listen i ain't perfect i'm not like some meditation guru master i'm literally just like starting to dial in the basics a little bit so that like at least when i'm trying to play the guitar the strings are in tune a little bit you know so i'm no expert but I am here to tell you that it's fucking everything. It's worth it. It's super worth it. So keep going with the mindfulness thing. Keep going with the meditation. Keep going with just like imagining, 
visualizing that you are like zooming out in the back of your head to watch your thoughts, to watch your emotions, to watch your environment around you, to witness all of it, including your body, and know that you are the witness, not the voice in your head, not the thoughts. You are not any of it, really. You're the consciousness that is like in this little physical body as a node of a much bigger expanse of consciousness, having an experience whereby you forget that you are part of a bigger, vast uh, consciousness. And you really thought for a moment that I, let me speak for myself, I really thought for a moment that I am Benjamin Brown and that I am this body and that I am a world champion and a YouTuber and then a really inconsistent podcaster. I really thought for a moment that that's actually who I was. And I also thought that I was my thoughts, including the negative ones, including those ones where it's like, see, you don't deserve that. Whatever the self-deprecating thought patterns are, I thought that I was my emotions. I thought that I was my failures and my successes. And I'm not that. Even right now, there's a voice in my head that's like, what should we say next? And although that voice can feel like it's closer to who I am, and although I can engineer my thoughts to be more positive, I'm still not the one thinking I am not the thoughts. I am the one listening to the thoughts that are happening in my head. That makes sense. Bit of a rabbit hole. But that's the basis of all of this. That's the basis of our whole experience. We come here to have our precious little minds programmed so that we can go far, far down the garden path to then have the pain and the joy of remembering that we've forgotten who we are this ain't it and then the joy of asking well who am i then well who the fuck am i then and actually the relief hang on a minute you mean i'm not all of my failures and like all the times i've been rejected that's not who i am either and i'm definitely not this crazy chaotic mind that sometimes goes like spinning out into all sorts of wild thought processes that's not me either ah okay cool this is now we now like now we're in the game a little bit more um i saw a quote in a book today that i'm going to read you and sometimes i just walk into waterstones bookshop go straight for the spiritual section. I grab the book that my eyes drawn to and I just open it a random page. And today, uh, what that page read was, when one realizes one is asleep, at that moment, one is already half awake. By That's a quote by P.D. Ospensky. Ospensky. 
So just the very act of you realizing or anybody realizing that you are, that you have been asleep and that you really thought that you, that's who you were. Now you're halfway there. Now that's like, that's almost the, the hard work done in this whole self-inquiry, self-awareness thing. Um, then we just keep on asking those questions. Well, who am I? And we don't ever get, the fun thing is, we don't get, ever get to a definitive answer about it. But along the journey, we get to understand who we are not. That's not me. That's not me. That's not me either. Which is really lovely. Because quite often we get really overly identified with these aspects of ourselves. We get over-identified with our sickness. We get over-identified with our mental health. I'm anxious. I'm depressed. Even that language is declaring through the power of your words that that's who you are. And your physical body will, of course, respond. And let me not diminish the severity of, and the reality of anxiety and depression. Lord knows I've been there. It's, it's like, it's a very real experience, but it's, again, not who we are. And people, a lot of people like to get super identified with these aspects. Like, a lot of people don't want to get better. They want to stay sick because they like having the conversation about it. They like the attention. Maybe that sounds a little bit harsh, but maybe it's true for some people. Because they don't know who they are without it. Who are you beyond all of your melodrama? Who are you beyond all of your nonsense and your addictions? I'll speak for myself in this moment. As I've shared before on the, this podcast, I've had like um, quite an interesting relationship with weed, with cannabis. And I know a lot of brothers out there and sisters who have had interesting relationships where it's been like working out for them. It's been, been a really plant, like an ally. And then it just turns into an an addiction and a numbing and um, a little bit chaotic and can for me it was separated myself from my emotional body kind of put this buffer up so I had like a um, a buffer between me and reality when I was smoking too often and when I sort of confronted this within myself as an addiction I was like okay well obviously I can just stop because it's not addictive and although weed itself isn't addictive, my familiar pattern with using it was. And the reason I was using weed uh, to sort of numb myself was because I didn't know how to handle the amount of energy uh, that wanted to come through my nervous system in the form of emotions, like grieving, like deep grieving. So that was an indicator for me that I had a lot of work to do around grieving, a lot of sadness to express. And I couldn't actually go down into those depths until I tuned up my sensitivity by taking a break from smoking. But coming back to the identity thing, a part of me found that really difficult to let go of because I thought, oh, I'm Ben the weed smoker in the same way that I was like Ben the kayaker or Ben the YouTuber. No, that's not who we actually are, but we can sort of latch on to these false identities. 
who am I beyond all of my uh, addiction to validation uh, and my, my other various other addictions? These are really good questions to ask. And this is when we start to embark on this journey of like self-inquiry. And it changes your life. Or it changed my life anyway. That's why people get so obsessed about it. That's why people like me, rightly or wrongly, stop doing the things that they're really good at and then just drop everything. And they're like, right, I've got to spread the word. Like, I've got to get this out there because it's changing my life for the better. I don't exactly know how I'm supposed to be doing it. There's no right way or wrong way of like getting this kind of information out, I suppose, other than the most obvious thing, which is to share my own personal experience around healing and about around like recovering from atheism. Also, that's a real thing. Recovering from people pleasing. Turns out I am not responsible for the way other people feel. Wish someone had fucking told me that a little bit sooner. <laughs> right? So, but we, we all get there at the perfect time. Even if someone had told me all of these things and like literally made the most beautiful PowerPoint presentation explaining all of these things that I'm interested in now, if it wasn't at the right time, I would have just told them to get lost. I'm not interested in that because I needed to go and learn it for myself the hard way. Sometimes we have to do that. And what that means, the hard way, means something different for everybody. And so I've decided, and this is also something, this is like a, maybe it's familiar, um, maybe this is like a something you might be familiar with, but like the saying or the question that parents often ask, why do you always have to learn things the hard way? Ooh. Talk about installing a program in my mind around like always having to learn things the hard way, which is actually how we, I, that's how we learn a lot of the time. It's not, not going to be that easy. But the problem with that for me has been that like when I do actually make a mistake, which is another way of saying learning the hard way, when I make a mistake, I felt shame for it which then grew this kind of like weird perfectionism within me where I actually wouldn't even do anything or touch anything unless I knew I could be perfect at it. A whole nother rabbit hole that we can go down sometime with someone who actually knows what they're talking about, like a trained psychologist maybe. Um, okay, where are we going with this podcast right now? We're just kind of on a ranty one. I hope you don't mind. But I just, yeah, I wanted to jump on this microphone and say, hey, I'm in the UK right now. And yeah, I'm just hanging out with my parents, with the doggos. Came back for my mum's birthday and I'm here for Christmas and it's fucking cold. Excuse my French, but fuck. Um, I went from like 25 degrees in the sunshine every day, swimming in the Atlantic, hiking in the mountains came back here and it was just like instantly cold my tan has all but disappeared and I'm actually really loving being back in the UK I did um I've, I'm just getting over like a bit of a flu cold thing which is kind of maybe why I sound a little bit bunged up um 
and I, I exhausted myself at another Sacred Sons event. Um, this year, this will be my, this had, this was my third Sacred Sons event that I'd been to this year. I've been getting in the men's work. Um, I went to the London immersion. Let me just explain what Sacred Sons is. I'm sure you're aware, but for my brothers especially, listen. Sacred Sons is an organization of men. It's a brotherhood. It's a movement. And it's changed my life forever. Several years ago when I went to the first event in California, I actually did two events out there with them. Wow. Incredibly profoundly transformative for early in my journey, early in my healing journey. Um, Just to be around so many spiritually oriented, heart open, sensitive, grounded, strong, masculine beings, proper men who are like able to look you in the eye with their heart wide open and listen with compassion, with no judgment, without trying to fix anything. And we, we went to work. This is what Sacred Sons is all about. It's about doing this. It's about doing this men's work. It's about doing this healing work with your brothers, maybe outside of your relationship. If you're, if you're on a healing journey, you're in a relationship with someone, sometimes it can get a little bit chaotic if you're both doing your healing work. That's why the women need to go do their women's work with their sisters. And us men, we need to go do our men's work with our brothers. So it was really like, activating for me in so many ways and pandemic happened and all sorts of stuff happened but now sacred sons has expanded so much that it's actually they've started touring around europe this year so i went to the first london immersion which was a two-day event epic three weeks later i went to a portugal emx which stands for uh, embodied masculine experience which is kind of like their four-day initiation And last week, or the week before, um, they had one in Devon. They had an EMX in Devon for four days. And so I went out a day early and I was on like the Wolfpack team. So I was helping. And I did all sorts of stuff on the Wolfpack team from building a lot of fires because it was really, really cold in Devon. And we were on this beautiful piece of land called Embercombe. Um, and there was, I think it was 70 men plus 20 staff and facilitators and Wolfpack team members. So there's nearly a hundred brothers on the land, uh, for four days dropping in. And it reconnected a part of me. It helped me reconnect to my roots here, like some ancestral roots of being English on this land Uh, it was really really powerful and activating in that sense i also hadn't been to devon in a while and devon is incredibly beautiful part of the world and we did some deep work i witnessed some incredible brothers brothers that i've known for years i'm sure they won't mind me mentioning it but jack and finn harry's were there mate when i saw their name on the list because i was one of my first jobs was to um, 
greet the brothers as they arrived and then help them to their yurt that they were staying in for the four days. I was going through the list and I saw Jack and Finn Harry's and I stood up and I had goosebumps over my whole body. I was like, yes, yes. And if you don't know the backstory of Jack and Finn Harry's, they're, they're the brothers who basically, along with Louis, got me onto the YouTube train. Hadn't seen them in a long time. All three of us have been on our own separate journeys, but it was beautiful to reconnect in this kind of environment of masculine healing, this masculine alchemy environment, right? I gave a lot. I was in my, my intention with that um, EMX was to be in service of the brothers who arrived, in service of the movement, in service of healing the masculine. That was my intention. Um, and I did just that. Uh, but we also got to dip in and out as a wolf pack team. We dip in and out of our own process work as well when it's appropriate. And by the Sunday, I was exhausted. And when it came to my turn to step in the ring, I went deep and I was held very beautifully um, by some relatively new brothers of mine. And so over the last uh, week, I've been integrating I've been recovering from the cold and the late nights, early mornings and all of the huge energetic work that goes down at these, um, I don't want to use the word retreat, but like gatherings. Um, so I've been integrating. I've been allowing my physical body to catch up on sleep and rest so that I can, yeah, integrate the shifts that have happened energetically for me, of which there are many. So that's what I've been up to. And today I booked my flight back to Cape Town. Mid-January I'm going back. Um, so I'm going to be there for probably three or four months. Um, I'm having my Land Rover fixed. And yeah, my, my plan, my intention is to come back here in May. Um, and I'm still on that van life mission i want to i want to get a good van here in the uk so i can tour around europe tour around the uk go spear fishing fly my drone make my youtube videos connect with people do meetups go to retreats and visit the sacred sites around europe and the uk i want to go to boom festival next year i'm basically like hashtag freedom next year van life, content creation, on the road podcasts. So that's, uh, that's pretty much me up to date. Yeah, I think another piece around mindfulness and around the healing journey that I want to sort of share with you. And I'm, I'm almost like hesitant to use the word healing journey. although I think it's probably still the best term for this kind of path, I suppose, that we that a lot of us are walking down because we are literally healing our nervous system but we are not our nervous system so sometimes we get a bit caught up with this like if i'm healing 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 the whole time the opposite of that is that we're broken that we need fixing but we're actually not broken and we don't need fixing this is just a natural progression of the path that we're walking in alignment with universal expansion it's in our nature to expand and to be able to hold more energy and in order to do that 
there is some healing in our nervous system that needs to go down and some stories that need to be um, confronted in order for that to be triggered and activated and then an integration process afterwards whereby we become a different person through this metamorphosis transformation and that that different person is a more expanded version of ourselves that knows who we are it's not like we fixed ourselves we begin to realize that we were never broken in the first place but it's the stories that our nervous system holds that is often preventing us from actually expanding and so this is the path this is the this is the journey um this is the journey that my soul has chosen. And if you're listening for this far into this podcast, I don't think that's any coincidence. I feel like it's probably part of your journey as well and probably part of the journey of many of the people around you. And it's becoming more and more part of everybody's journey, really, re- regardless of how aware of it they are or not. But we are, we're coming back to who we really are. And actually the process of it is the blueprint for uncovering our unique gifts that we're here to share with the world. So by diving into that darkness, by diving into the shadows, by exploring the stories that we've pushed so far down about who we are, what we deserve, what's happened to us, etc. Sometimes those stories are so deeply pushed down because they're so painful that we don't even know that they're there sometimes or we've like repressed them so deeply so when we go do this shadow work quote unquote shadow work we're going into these stories these things that cause us to feel shame or cause us to feel guilt fear anxiety like the things that we're not so quick to tell everybody about but when we actually go down into that and we uncover those stories and we we get to rewrite them in the sense that our nervous system understands them differently so we don't react the same way once we've actually confronted those aspects of ourselves. And this is a lot of the work that goes down on these Sacred Sons events in the Brotherhood. But it's so much better when you're doing it with a group of people who are also doing this kind of work so their nervous systems also have the capacity to hold you energetically because they've been doing this work for years and they know that that's what they came here to do as well. And a lot of us men, we have these stories around what it means to be a man. We have these stories around our fathers or our grandfathers or our male friends or our competitors. And all of these stories are what's kind of, a lot of the time, keeping, our, keeping us from expanding into who, who we actually are. So these are safe spaces to explore those aspects of ourselves that feel very scary to go into. So if you're interested in understanding more about Sacred Sons or following them, check them out on Instagram. Huge shout outs for life with Sacred Sons. They literally are changing lives, myself, mine included. On Instagram, they're at Sacred Sons. Check out their podcast. I'm actually episode five on their podcast way back so yeah for my brothers who are out here you don't have to do this alone that's the thing it's like a brotherhood 
And when you go into those depths with those with your brothers like that, you're making brotherhood connections for life. And suddenly you're not in competition with them anymore. You're actually, you've got each other's backs. It's really a new way of doing things for me anyway. It's, um, and I think for many of us. Shout out Sacred Sons. Shout out to all of you people listening to my podcast and being so patient with my stuff. Please go and check out my YouTube channel. I'm putting daily effort into editing at the moment and catching up with all my clips throughout the year. I'm loving editing again. I'm really feeling like this is like I've kind of come full circle and I want to stop pouring my focus and attention and my energy into creating more, being the artist. So go check out the YouTube channel. Just search Ben Brown. It's super easy. I'll link it. Um, and yeah, share this podcast with someone who you think might vibe with it. And thank you for doing the work. Thank you for being here on earth during this time. It's fucking crazy out there. But it's going to always be crazy out there. So we've got to understand and begin to practice how we can maintain what's going on on the inside. So that we can stay grounded and present and bring some kind of order to our experience whilst there is chaos going on around us. And then we will be no question around what decisions need to be made in any given moment as life unfolds around us with all its challenges, all its blessings, all its lessons, all its connections. We'll be in tune with ourselves enough to not question the choices that we're making or ourselves or our intentions because we know that they'd be coming from deeply rooted core beliefs and first principles that are grounded in truth anyway sounding a bit culty now so over and out i love you guys and i'll speak to you real soon peace